Welcome everyone to the College Parent Podcast. My name is Shelby DeLay. And my name is Katie Masters, and we want to thank you for joining us. On today's episode, we will be interviewing Angie Bryant, Associate Dean of Students and Student Wellbeing at Belmont University, and her daughter, Amelia Bryant, current Belmont University sophomore. We will be discussing how to best prepare your student for college and the transition to life on campus. Let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome, Angie and Amelia, to the College Parent Podcast. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Angie, what is some specific advice you would have for parents who are sending their students off to college for the first time? I think one bit of advice I would have is that transitions are hard and to just acknowledge that and that there are hard things that they're going to have to do. And so in order to parent, I'm going to say parent appropriately at this stage of their son or daughter's development, they as parents will have the hard task of learning to let go. So do the hard things first. Mm, That's great. Amelia, what was the most helpful discussions that you and your parents had to help prepare you for college? I think for me, and this definitely applies to students who are local, how often we would go home. I think it kind of speaks to how close me and my parents are because I'm used to seeing them every day. And then even though I'm really not that far away from home, I still wanted to not go home as much just so I can really experience living by myself in a sense, even though I had access to my mom. But I guess for non-local students, I definitely advise talking about communication and how much you guys will communicate and how much you're comfortable communicating. Because in the beginning, especially freshman year, you will be doing stuff left and right, up and down every single hour of the day. And so for parents, it can be hard as to knowing that your kid is safe and I guess happy for, I guess they're for the parents own good, but know that even though your student may not be communicating a lot initially, that it's not necessarily a bad thing. They're just learning how to adjust, having fun, being away from home, doing school all at the same time. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much. And I know you guys have an interesting dynamic with Angie, you being on campus and Amelia, you going to school on the same campus that she works at. So thank you very much for that. So it sounds like y'all had some of these talks and conversations, maybe before you left Amelia or kind of as you were getting ready to make that transition. Angie, what do you think are the types of conversations that parents should be having with their student before they leave for college? Several. One would be to be mindful that it's an awkward stage. Everyone looks like they've got it together, and internally that student may be feeling really awkward and trying to you know, navigate and figure it out, but everybody else is feeling just as awkward. It just doesn't show. So that's one thing, because I think that somewhat normalizes what the students are feeling, and, and then they'll be a little bit less anxious. A second one would be to that it's okay to take your time to find your tribe, that you're not different, you're not you know, abnormal or whatever. It's just that you've got to find people who have like interest. And sometimes that takes time. And then the third conversation I would say is have the conversations regarding safety. 
you know, be aware of your surroundings. Stop looking at your phone all the time uh, because you really do need to know what's going on around you. The whole conversation about when you go out, you know, closed containers, don't take anything to drink, you know, the whole normal safety stuff. So safety, um, you're normal and it's going to be awkward and you've got this. Those are great conversations, yeah, yeah. to be having ahead of time. And obviously, y'all had some of those conversations because, Amelia, you're here and you're thriving. <laughs> um, Amelia, when you think back to the beginning of your first fall semester here, what were some of the most exciting parts about transitioning to living on campus? Honestly, the most exciting part about transitioning to living on campus was not having my parents tell me when to clean. <laughs> And I don't, I know I'm not the only one when I say that cleaning is much more fun when you don't have someone telling you when to do it and you actually have agency over what you can do and how you do it. And I think I experienced that for the first time in my life when I was transitioning to college, no shade to my parents, but I don't know. It was just really fun and it was really different. I think also just buying the simple things like a mattress pad and a comforter and getting, being able to decorate my room how I wanted to and just kind of having agency over a new space and making it as comfortable as a space as I wanted it and needed it to be. Yeah, it felt like for the first time you said like, this is my space and I get to do with it whatever I want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. So this is a question for both of you. Um, Amelia, you talked about some of the great things that you loved about transitioning to on-campus and kind of having some independence, your own space. What are some of the challenges that maybe both of you experienced in different ways uh, as, as you both made that transition? Because really it's a transition that parents and students are going through. The biggest challenge for me was changing my parenting style, recognizing that she was an adult I'm going to say an adult child, but an adult, because she's always going to be my baby. But during this stage, her needing less direction and more coaching and advising, and then especially if there weren't serious ramifications for a mistake, allowing her to make the decision and me just go, okay, have you thought about this? Well, what about this? And it being more of a coaching and advising um, style more than more than directive and then you have to do this or whatever so I think that was an initial challenge kind of piggy piggybacking off of that I know it's definitely easy to think that once we get to college we kind of are on our own we really don't need our parents but at the end of the day we're still children no matter how old we are we're still children we will always need our parents and also I know this doesn't apply to everyone but definitely for me like I have to remember that my mom, this is the first time my mom's going through this. Even though she works with students all day, this is definitely a challenge for her. So recognizing that it isn't all about me and not being selfish in this process is definitely a big challenge that everyone will go through. Yeah, that's great. And yeah, though you do work with students all day, I'm sure it's very different when it's your own child <laughs> it um, is. instead of uh, someone else's child that, that you're helping out. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate that. 
This is another question um, that we're hoping both of you can kind of speak to, but what are some healthy boundaries that you have set in your family to promote independence, but also wanting to still maintain the strong relationship that you have? Mm, boundaries. <clears throat> well, I'm going to say this is probably more internal for me and my husband is that Amelia is daddy's baby girl. And, and she's my kitten. Yes, she is. However, because I recognize at this stage, her beginning to separate from the family unit is normal. And so I was determined that no matter how uncomfortable it made me or how scary it was for me that I was going to be a radical champion of her being independent because Amelia for me is an only child and so for as a mom I think to myself my responsibility is to teach you how to be okay when I'm not here and so even when I have to go okay ugh, I'm getting I'm getting emotional but it's important for me to know that she can stand on her own even if it makes me uncomfortable and I've got to go because that's my baby, you know, so that. I feel like for our family, and I guess for me, I've always been somewhat independent-ish for an only child. I mean, I would always do stuff like at school, and I've definitely been busy work going nonstop doing like sports and extracurriculars for the past, I don't know, almost decade or so. So it's like when I came home, like my parents had an understanding that I needed space to myself because as an introvert, doing a bunch of things definitely drains the energy out of you. So when I came home, I needed, in, I needed space by myself. And so when I came to college, even though I'm still not doing as much, but I'm still doing things, having to remind my parents that I will need time by myself where I just don't talk to y'all and just recharge was definitely an important boundary to kind of reinforce going into college, even though I wasn't necessarily at home. Yeah, because I wanted to talk. <laughs> I wanted to check in. How's your day? What's going on, Mom? So, yeah. As a fellow introvert, I understand. <laughs> but so am I. But, you know, it's this thing. I, I know. You're better trained at talking to people. Because it's my job. Exactly. Okay. Well, it's yours now. Well, but at any rate, for me, it was more of proof of life. Can I get proof of life? That's it. You know. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so can you maybe give us some insight onto how to approach those conversations as a student's getting ready to go to college? Maybe from a parent perspective, sometimes those can be tough conversations to have, yeah. right? So how do yeah. you approach those? And then Amelia, how, how would you approach this as a student to kind of say, hey, maybe I need a little healthy separation if, if, you know, a parent's not wanting to give that or is wanting to check in more than you're comfortable with, kind of how do you, how do you both navigate those? How do you advise parents and students to navigate those conversations? I think there, there was a lot of internal coaching going on for me to remind myself that it wasn't about me. It wasn't about what I want and that she is different and you need to make space for her to figure out who she is, what works for her. And as an adult, she has the right to choose. Now, I don't have to always like her choice 
or agree with her choice. But if she's safe, then she has the then it's better for her to make a mistake in a controlled environment. Um, and I need to be okay and let her make the mistake and then talk about whatever's and not hold it over her head or rub it in. But just, you know, reminding myself, it's not about me. It's not about what I want. It's her life. But as a parent, I still have an investment because she's still going to be my baby. And the reality is, is that I've been there, done that, but I do still want her to figure it out. So I have to force myself to hold back regularly. Yeah, I think even though you did go through college at Belmont too, you know it was different time periods as students. I'm not going to say kids, but yeah, I mean, as kids, we need to rem- remind ourselves that most of our parents have gone through this before and now is not the time for us to suddenly act like we know what's going on and we know everything because in reality we don't and it's okay. So walking into the conversations like confidently but also humbly is definitely something that I personally had to remind myself a lot. That was good. That was good. Um, Amelia. What is one piece of advice you would have for incoming students about campus living? I know that you guys are going to hear this so many times, but please, 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 please do stuff on campus. Go to the events. I wish I went to more. Like looking back on my first year, like there were so many things I could have done, especially the programs in your residence halls. Your RDs and your RDs RDs put a lot of work into that as someone who works in residence life and sees how much work they how much work that they put in to it. Please go because they are actually fun. But go to the basketball games. You have no excuse not to go because they're free for students. And so you should go to them. And for all the other sporting events, too, they are free and sports are fun to watch. But, yeah, please just go to events. You will Make friends by going to events. I know making friends is definitely hard. And when you feel like you don't have any friends, going to an event by yourself definitely seems odd. But trust me, it's not. I promise you it's not. And there is someone who will reach out to you. Or the opposite, just try something new and reach out to someone if you're not the type of person to do that. And you might be surprised. So please go to the events. Yeah, that's great. Thanks. Angie, what is the number one piece of advice that you would give parents as they're preparing their students to transition into college life? I think the number one piece of advice I would give parents is to trust the training that college is not 13th grade. However, um, young people are smart and they're savvy, and we've had them for... 18 plus years and they've lived around us, they've seen, and we've trained them. We've laid the foundation and um, it's for them to build on what we've given them. Not that we just walk away as parents, but we have to trust that we've laid the foundation and that we've planted seeds and we may not see um, that come to fruition, but it's there. And so, you know, as we trust what we've already done, then it becomes about 
coaching and advising and going, okay, Lord, she was yours before she was mine. You got this. But I would just, I would just say, trust the training because it is going to be, it's going to be scary as you allow your child to launch out into a big, scary world. And every launching is not the same. I think that was my biggest struggle is as a student affairs professional, I had in my mind what her launching was supposed to look like, not taking into account that she's different and she's unique. So when she wasn't doing things according to what I thought was normal and best, then it was a, okay, Angie, let Amelia be Amelia. But it was just really, I've got to trust that she's going to be okay in this world and that we laid the foundation. So that's what I would say to parents. As we wrap up this episode, we want to thank Angie and Amelia Bryant both for taking time to be guests on our show. If you want to learn more, check out our other The College Parent Podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Have a great day and we'll see you next time.